Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I just was in the mood to get dick down. Like I needed some big old dick and I wanted it. My sexual hunger then just went to kind of a level 10. And I I was just like, okay, I cannot wait to rock this guy's world. He has an amazing stroke game. Like this guy really, really does an excellent job at pleasing a woman. He can put enough pressure and just like, I'm squirting all over the place. It's freaking crazy. We're both kind of going crazy. It was so hot. And then just right in the midst of it, out of nowhere, this thought pops into my head. I want him to fuck me in the ass. Well, oh my God, this was, holy shit. He just fucking rocked my world that night. Like literally the best anal I've ever had. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. I hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. Did you get a chance to listen to last Saturday's episode? That was part two of Addicted to Dominance. That was my little interview there with Cowboy N. And if you guys didn't listen to part one, you got to listen to part one and part two. I've been getting lots of feedback and I'm just curious if, you know, it seems like this time around, actually, there's more positive than negative over the years. I seem to get varying opinions about Cowboy N and you either love him or you hate him. There's kind of no middle ground is what I found with him. It's quite funny, but I do always love having Cowboy N on the show. It's so much fun for me and he's a good sport about it. And honestly, really, he knows he, I think he, he knows he's polarizing. I don't think this is a newsflash for him. I feel a little bit more like I want to defend him and things like that, but I try not to, I try just to take your, your input at face value. Again, I can't help it. You know, like I just, I love the guy. He's been such a influence and fun person and it just opened my eyes and my horizons to so much sexually that, you know, I really cannot help but love the guy. So anyway, love him or hate him. He's been on the show more than anybody and he's just fun. So if you guys haven't a chance to give that a listen, go back and it's the latest. He hasn't been on and gosh, for sure over a year, I would say it's been a year and a half, you know, I haven't had him on. So good to have him back on in my opinion. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. Okay. Now let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. (sighs) Okay. So I went over to see chef W and he wanted me to come over. He'd made this wonderful dinner for us. It is, you know what? I got to say, 
it's so nice to date somebody that can cook for you, that's good at it, and that loves doing it. I appreciate it so much. His cooking is amazing. I mean, he's a chef at the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> so, you know, if you guys have ever been to the Ritz Carlton, they don't play. I mean, th their food is fucking phenomenal. And honestly, some of my favorite food, I'm not going to lie, like, I didn't know he worked at the Ritz Carlton, <laughs> but you know, when I met him, but some of my favorite food has been at the Ritz Carlton. I mean, the crab cakes and the mahi sandwich, like you just cannot, oh my gosh, it's magic. I don't know if anybody else has had it. It's just both of those dishes are fantastic. And HK likes to stay at the Ritz. And so when we go together or we're traveling together, we always get that. And it's so, so good. I don't, I don't even know. Like when I met chef W, I was like, listen, I will, I will do just about anything for that crab cake recipe. <laughs> so he made it for me and oh my God, it was so good. What he, let me just tell you, for those of you who like food, I'm, and I've been, you know, it's interesting because I've never like really been there aren't many times where I mix food with sex. I don't know why that is. You know, I think it's a girl thing. I basically, it's like, I don't really want a burrito baby in my belly, you know, right as I'm about to have sex. That's just, every woman out there will tell you like, I just don't want my stomach having even the slightest little pooch. When you eat, you know, it does a little bit. It can, it can. Okay, it doesn't always, let me just say that, it can. and. For me, sex is usually very vigorous and very kind of athletic. It's not at this slow, mild pace, which, you know what? I sometimes, I miss a slow fuck. I don't think I've been slow fucked in a long time. Now that I'm thinking about it, I do need, you know what? I do need a nice, just slow stroke, slow fuck. That is, that's good stuff right there. But generally speaking that I don't, I don't get that. That's kind of more of a luxury, I would say, because my partners are a little more, you know, tend to be a little more athletic and vigorous. And usually there's so much passion and chemistry. You just kind of want to like rip each other's clothes off and just fuck like crazy. Well, in order to do that, I usually can't combine a lot of, or I don't want to combine a big heavy meal. Now, to Chef W's credit, we didn't have a big heavy meal. He made just, okay, so let me tell you what he made, guys. Oh, he made the crab cakes, you know, that I like. And these are like, it's full of crab meat, not some breaded down bullshit. I fucking hate a lame ass crab cake. <laughs> if you, no, I cannot have lame ass crab cakes. These were phenomenal. It was just, it was, it's mostly crab meat. And then with a little bit of whatever binds it all together. Oh, so good. Lightly like seared and cooked. Oh, it was excellent and delicious with it. I had one crab cake, not going over the top. It was very perfect. It was very much like European eating, like small, just, just a small little bit of each dish. And it was excellent. So there was the crab cake and then there was the, he made this amazing salad with the champagne dressing, which I'm a fan of champagne dressing. And then obviously the main course, right? Which was, he did a pasta, Alfredo. He made this homemade Alfredo sauce with shrimp and the shrimp were just cooked to perfection, seasoned wonderfully. And then we had the, but the Alfredo sauce, let me just tell you something. 
I don't know if I've ever said it on this show, but I am an absolute 100% cheeseaholic. What does it mean to be a cheeseaholic? I love cheese. I all cheese. I love to go to a cheese shop. You know, if you've never been to an actual cheese shop, it's like a butcher shop, right? But obviously no meat. It's just, it's solid cheeses from around the world. Cheeses you've never even heard of. I love to go. One of my favorite things is go to a cheese shop and just pick out, take little samples and then pick out all these amazing cheeses, sit down, with your cheeses and your nuts and your crackers and your currants and maybe some wine and and have a picnic. And I mean, that to me is like ultimate heaven. I could live on cheese. I don't think I, I can stress enough how much I just love cheese, but not just regular old cheese, like exotic cheeses, you know? And anyway, the, the sad part of all this is that I'm a cheeseaholic. And do you know what? Mr. Big is lactose and Well, I don't know if it's a lactose thing. I can't, actually, it might not be. It's just cheese. So he can have basically mozzarella on pizza if it's cooked and like, that's good. But he can't eat a lot of like blue cheese that I love. The really, really stinky blue cheese, like the stinkier, the better. (laughs) He can't, no, that would just, that would just make his insides go crazy but I freaking love cheese. So this Alfredo was the fucking bomb. Oh my God. It was, I know there was Harvardi in there and then what else did he put in there? Oh my God. But it was, it was creamy and delicious. And I've never had, I've never actually seen anybody make an Alfredo. So the Alfredo was unbelievable. And when I saw it and the consistency of it and him making it and he and had garlic in there and just like all this great stuff. And I couldn't help, but like I had to sit there and literally while he's cooking, I had to like take a fork or take a spoon rather and just spoon it up and sample. He's like, stop, it's not done. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. I have to, you know, I had Parmesan, melted Parmesan in there, Havarti, I don't know. And then some other like secret ingredients. I don't know, but oh oh my God, you guys, it was amazing. So we sit and we have this, this proper meal with all these little courses and each one's small, but satisfying. And then we have just the right amount of the Alfredo with the pasta and the shrimp. And I was just like, oh my God, instead of feeling like I'm full and I don't want to fuck, I feel like I'm so turned on right now. I cannot wait to fuck this guy's brains out. And I was really looking forward to going and seeing him because I just was in the mood to get dick down. Like I needed some big old dick and I wanted it. And sometimes when you crave that, you just like, you can't stop it. You have to have it. Like there is a thing about when you crave somebody's cock for whatever reason. It can be because it gets really, really hard and they know how to use it. I mean, there's all these different variables as to why like a woman can get dickmatized, but his cock is big and he knows how to use it. That's the thing. And I was telling Mr. Big about this. He loves hearing about my my escapades, you know, and he gets all turned on by it. And he's like, oh my God, what did you do? And, you know, so I was telling him all the juicy details, sending him all the pictures and the video and fuck, it's so hot. I was looking at that stuff this morning and I was like, God dang, 
That is just sexy as fuck. I mean, the noises we're making. I love it. Like just like the sound of just his dick entering my pussy. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's just hot. So it was a different experience, you guys, because I was, the food was phenomenal and it wasn't too much and over the top. Like I wasn't full and stuff. You need to like let out a belt loop or something. No, it was just perfect. Exactly the right amount. I was sated. My hunger was sated, but my sexual hunger then just went to kind of a level 10. And I I was just like, okay, I cannot wait to rock this guy's world. And I think it also helped too. I'm not going to lie. Like I literally did not eat all day because I knew he was going to be cooking for me. And I was just like, okay, the caloric intake, like I couldn't eat like that all the time. I couldn't have like that many courses every night and stay slim. <laughs> I'd have to really increase my, my workouts, but I was feeling pretty good because I was like, okay, now the late, the guys are probably rolling their eyes at this, but the women are like, I know what she's talking about. Like they know ladies, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. You just don't want to feel fat and bloated when you're about ready to have really wild, crazy sex. And I had on this, this great bra and panty set that I just love. By the way, I've discovered a new favorite. It's called Fleur de Mal. You guys know I'm an Asian provocateur girl and I really, really am. But this Fleur de Mal brand is phenomenal. And you know, the, the, the Europeans and the French, they just make great lingerie. I don't, Listen, I don't want to knock Victoria's Secret, you guys, but it's kind of, in my opinion, it's like the Kmart or the Walmart of lingerie. It's not that great. The only thing great that Victoria's Secret ever did, in my opinion, was their angel show, you know, once a year. That was hot. But their stuff is cheap. There, I said it. If you guys, like literally, ladies, treat yourself to something nice go to uh, Fleur de Mal or go to Agent Provocateur and just invest in some of those pieces. You will be so, so happy. You will be feeling sexy as fuck and you'll love it. So I had discovered Fleur de Mal and I had bought several things and I just don't always have an opportunity to wear them. You know, you don't, I don't float around in this stuff every day, but I love to put it on. So I was dialed in. My hair was on point, everything, body's on point, lingerie's on point, didn't have a big meal. I was ready to fuck. And boy, did we. Holy shit. Oh, God, his dick is really good. God, when you find a good dick, good dick is hard to find. And when you find it, it's hard to give up. <laughs> it really, really is. Now, listen, I am I know I'm totally like, what am I? I'm just, I'm speaking about him, you know, in a very, very, I guess, shallow manner. Not only does he have a great dick, but he's really an interesting guy. And we'll sit there and we, you know, we're eating, we're sharing this great meal, you know, we're drinking wine, we're, you know, he's cooking for me. We're sitting there in his kitchen. We're, we're having a great conversation. We're just talking about stuff, deep stuff, all kinds of personal and interesting stuff, facts about ourselves, what we like, what we don't like, what turns us on, what's a turn off, you know, just like things that the struggles with dating, everything, relationships, life. It's fantastic to sit there and get to know somebody and to cook with someone. 
I need to do more of that, to be honest with you. I really, really do. I like to cook, but this guy's a chef, you know? So like, I don't think I'd ever want to cook for him. Honestly, I'd be like, oh, this is embarrassing. But everything he makes is so good. It's so good. He really is talented. And then he's, and then he's talented in the bedroom too. Some guys, he's got a great dick, but he knows how to use it. I was just, and that's what I was telling Mr. Big. I was like, this was so much fun for me because he didn't just, he was not just trying to like pound it out. A lot of guys, they just want to pound you, put their dick in you and fucking go to pound town. Listen, that has its time and its place, but it's not all the time. You don't want that every single time. I appreciate a man that actually has a playbook. I don't even care if he repeats it all, but but the, the playbook to me says that he has some concept of that your pussy has different spots. You got the A spot. You know, it feels good right when you just put it in. You can just put it in and then, or hit the G spot or actually grab the base of your cock and whip it around inside a woman's pussy. Use it for leverage to poke different spots, like up and around and different angles or hit, you know, with his hips. He can like, he knows to go just a certain direction. I mean, he has an amazing stroke game. Like this guy really, really does an excellent job at pleasing a woman and maximizing the pleasure that his cock can give. That's a different kind of a guy who absolutely knows how to maximize the pleasure that his dick can give his partner. And he's all about it. I love that. I absolutely love that. That is really the difference between guys that are phenomenal in bed. That's the spread right there. The divide is you're either on one side or the other. Listen, you either have a, you either got some fucking game or you don't. And if you don't have any game and you're just, you're just thinking you're just going to like pound, 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 okay, whatever. I don't know what to say about that. It's not interesting. It's not good. You got to vary it. You know, I love the, look, there's times when, yeah, absolutely. Do you just want to be like, fuck like a dirty whore? Hell yes. Do you want to go to pound town? Yes. But I don't want to, I can't do that. If that's all you got, you better learn some things. You better go to a place like Beducated. They will teach you this stuff. That's one of my sponsors, guys. Click on the link for Beducated. There's so much to learn about your actual sex game and leveling it up and doing what you can and actually studying your partner and caring about your partner and being interested in what turns them on and what they like. And the guys that are clued into that, that are the quick studies, they're paying attention. Holy shit, they fucking rock your world. And this guy rocks my world because he's, it's not just that his his cock, it's what he does with it. And so this, so everyone always gets on me like, you know, we've had these debates back and forth about whether I'm a size queen or not. And I'm really, really not. But just if you know what to do with your dick, you know, like stranger, stranger knew what to do with his dick. He fucked me really good. He's not as big as chef W doesn't matter. If you have a freaking good game plan. If you have maneuvers that you can just switch up, like we don't know when we're getting fucked good. Trust me, guys, we're not paying attention. Like, 
he just did that maneuver, that stroke pattern five minutes ago. You're confusing us. It's like our pussies are confused. We don't know. You're mixing it up. All we know is, holy shit, this is feeling really, really good. So I was in that mode. I mean, I was just getting really, this is, this is my definition of getting dicked down. Okay. I was getting dicked down big time. And that's why I like seeing him. God, he just, oh, he's good at it. You know, the guys that are good at it, it's like, they just, they surprise you. You never know what's coming. And the way they use their cocks, I mean, it's almost like an instrument to them. I mean, they, they get it. They know what it can do. They can, it can do all these things. And I think a lot of guys haven't really explored all the different ways they can use their cock to please a woman. So, you know, he's dicking me down and I'm recording and I'm taking pictures and God, it's, it's really fun. He's, and then he'll grab, he's grabbing my phone and like giving me his point of view. Fuck. It was so hot and so sexy. Watching that cock go in and out of me was incredible. In fucking incredible. And of course I did get some great audio from it, which I have on the private podcast, guys. I do. I will rip little sound bites. I never do video or anything like that. That's not my thing. You guys know. I just have to maintain a certain level of privacy, but the audio to, and I'm into, you know, you guys know I'm into voice. I'm into sounds, the sounds. Anyway, that's over on the private podcast. If you guys want to check that out, I do like, I will rip audio from certain encounters and share those little outtakes with my private podcast listeners. That's the extent of it. I don't want to, I don't want to try to sell you on it or, or make you believe it's something that it's not. It just, I just do that from time to time because to me it's hot and it's erotic and it's kind of like, I'm comfortable. That's as far as I'm comfortable going. I can't share a video of me getting fucked, but you can hear it. And you know what? To me, that's almost more erotic. It really, really is. I love listening to it. I don't need to, I mean, I like seeing it. I was there, but just the sounds. Holy shit. My God, it's good stuff. Also, as we're fucking away and I'm getting wetter and wetter and oh my God, the wet spot. wet spot. I left on his bed. Jesus Christ. It was, yeah. He was like, oh shit. I was like smack dab in the center. He's like, I'm going to have to sleep in that. I'm like, well, you just have to put a towel down. Sorry. But he was, because, you know, he can take his dick and really like whip it around in me. Like do, I don't know what he was doing. Just that made me squirt all over the place because it's almost like He can mimic what a guy can do with their fingers. You know, when they put all that pressure, he can stick so big, he can put enough pressure and just like, I'm squirting all over the place. It's freaking crazy. We're both kind of going crazy. It was so hot. And then just right in the midst of it, out of nowhere, this thought pops into my head. I want him to fuck me in the ass. And I ask him, do you want to fuck me in the ass? He's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) I have not had anal in a long time. This was an unexpected anal occurrence. I don't know. I just, boom. In that split second, all of a sudden, it was on my radar. I was craving it big time. And I was just like, you know what? I want that big fucking dick in my ass. I don't know if it's going to fit, but let's see. And guess what? At that point, you know what? I'd probably had enough wine. I'd We'd been fucking long enough. I was juicy enough. 
And yeah, I just was like, put it in. So we re I got it. He got really, really lubed up. And oh my God, it was so good. It was really good. Oh, now I also, I, you know what jumped into my head? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. What I've been thinking about since I had Cowboy N on the podcast was I've had the, the best anal of my life was with Cowboy N. It was, and I've told this story before, but we were traveling and we had done this long road trip and we talk about, we touch on part of that road trip in the interview where he was on. And so I don't know which part it's on, if it's on part one or part two, but go back either this previous Saturday or the one before. Anyway, I we're talking about that road trip. Well, we were driving a lot of miles and he was putting a lot of miles. He was trying to get me to he was being so nice trying to get me to my hot yoga. And that meant we had to drive extra far and just out of the way. And anyhow, one night we get into, we stop and it's late and we're both a little grumpy and we get into the hotel and we start having sex, but it's kind of like, I don't want to say angry hate sex, but it's just I'm in a mood. He's in a mood. He wants to fuck me a certain way. I'm pushing back and, and basically being a brat and back talking during sex. You know, he's he's trying to tell me what to do and from a dominant point of view. And then I'm just giving it back. I'm sassy as fuck. I'm not having it. Well, he just like whips me over and shoves his dick in my ass dry and then hooks his fingers in inside my pussy and just starts fucking me, like angry fucking me. It was, and then he comes in my ass, which I don't want, you know, that's my rule. You you can fuck me in the ass, but you cannot come in my ass. Well, oh my God, this was, holy shit. He just fucking rocked my world that night. Like literally the best anal I've ever had. The I came so hard. I came so fucking hard while he was fucking me. And just looking at him up above me, just angry and, you know, oh. I loved every second of it. Anyway, so that has been floating around in my brain and it popped up right during Chef W fucking me. And I was just like, put that dick in my ass, just get it in there. And hot damn. <laughs> it was good. Oh, it was so good. You know what? I haven't had anal in years. I don't remember. I think the last time I did anal was with Goldie. Honestly, like I really think that was the last time I did anal. And yeah, I haven't had anal in years. And damn, I miss it. Why did I wait so long? It was so, that anal with Chef W was so good. It was really good. It was hot. And I'm not going to lie, it did hurt a little bit, but there's, I don't know what, something, I like that, something about the, I do like a little bit of discomfort with the anal, which is sort of counterintuitive because most women are like, no, 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 I want it, you know, I got to be completely relaxed. I want it to be comfortable. I wanted, I guess maybe, like I said, maybe that that time with Cowboy Inn imprinted on me, you know, where it was a little bit like shocking, but then it got real exciting and hot and it hurt a little bit, but I didn't care because like the pleasure and the pain all mixed together. Like when, you know, when he was, had his fingers inside me, it was rubbing my G spot. And oh my, I, I came so fucking hard, like so hard. Like I'll never forget that orgasm. And this one was good too, you know, with Chef W. It was just like, again, why have I, why have I overlooked anal? 
So this is today's, you know, like special message. Ladies, don't overlook anal. Guys, if you've never done anal, stick something in your butt. You might want to, <laughs> might want to check it out. It's pretty good. Uh, it's, oh, yes. Yes. I think I'm going to be back on like an anal wave here. I'm going to want it more and more. It just was really, really good. And oh my God, I, I came so hard. So there we go, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening as always. I love, love, love your feedback. Please don't be shy, guys. It's so much fun to hear from you. And I don't care what you want to talk about. It's sky's the limit. Dealer's choice, you guys. Leave me voicemails. They're my favorite. It's super easy to do. Just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. You have five minutes. Let it rip. I get back to each and every one of you personally, and I love our interactions. And sometimes I put that stuff on the show, but don't worry. I always change your voice. I don't put your name in there. I'll make you sound like a terrorist. That's the voice I go to. That's my go-to voice. You know, like the Dateline NBC terrorist voice. That could be you guys. Don't be shy. All right, everyone. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.